zoom, 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 say, wow, come, eh. Ladies and gentlemen, we're ready to set the You're session. listening to Respect it, You. Uh, we open it up. Uh, say, uh, good evening and good afternoon. Like uh, say, uh, well, welcome in. Come. Welcome in. For this project, we've invited UK creatives, journalists and heritage organisations to nominate an individual who's had a big impact on their creative journeys. The individuals nominated for Respect You are people who have inspired and innovated in their field. People who have demanded change and paved the way for generations to come. Their achievements will be showcased in the Museum of Colour along with portraits by the artists Grace Lee, Erin Say and Naki Nar. In this audio series, you will hear from the nominees themselves. The Museum of Colour is a digital museum celebrating 250 years of creative achievement by people of colour. In this episode, we will be discussing the incredible contributions of Hallam Ifill. Hallam is the leader of Rainbow Steel Band, one of the longest steel pan bands in the country, based in Hallam's hometown of Bath. Sadly, Hallam couldn't be with us, but we are delighted to be joined by Pauline Swaby and Sean Sobers. So I want to start off by asking you both to just introduce yourselves, tell me a bit about what you do and how you know Hallam. So Pauline, can we start with you? Yes, I'm Pauline. I'm Pauline Swaby Wallace. I'm the current manager of BEMSCA, Bath Ethnic Minority Senior Citizens Association, based at Fairfield House since 1995. It's about 27 years. It runs a day service for the ethnic minority senior citizens, but also incorporate any older people that wish to use the service. The, the, the service was set up to support those whose um, language was English was not their first language, but also to access services in the wider mainstream community. And it's a vibrant place at Fairfield House. It's a unique service as well. And as for me, I've lived in Bath since 1969. And my first school, a junior school, St. Andrews, I met Geoffrey, which is one of Adam's sons. So we went to school together and as a, as families within Bath, we've all grown to know each family and are still family and friends up to today. So that was what, about 50 years ago. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's wow. how I've known the family in, in my time. Oh, long time knowledge. Love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Pauline. Sean, your turn. So yeah, my name's Sean Sobers. I'm a Bath resident. I was born in Bath. 49 years ago and I kind of know Hallam as Uncle Hallam and I know his wife Ursuline as Auntie Ursuline. They're not blood family but they're long-time friends of my parents so we was always visiting them as children in and out of each other's houses so I can't you know I don't know a time when I didn't know Hallam really or, or his children and things like that. My day job I'm an associate professor at the University West of England in Bristol but I'm also the trustee of Fairfield House CIC, which is where Bath Ethnic Minority Senior Citizens Association that Pauline's just been telling you all about, that's where they're based. So I've known Pauline also for an incredibly long time, and um, we work together closely as well at Fairfield House. So it's a tight-knit community in Bath, 
and yeah. uh, long may it continue. Pauline, can you tell me a little bit about Hallam's early life and his move to Bath and what Bath was like at that time? Okay, his early life, he left Barbados age 21 and came to England to follow a friend. And the story is that he booked his passage and the friend booked his passage. So they didn't travel together, so he travelled alone. And when he came to London, he, he was on his own. He was just standing at Paddington until someone who knew him passed by and took him home. And he stayed with him for a couple of weeks. Um, but he then came to Bath because a friend of him to told him that they were earning more money than what he was earning in London. And that's why he came down, not so much to Bath, but to Chippenham. But again, it wasn't a nice place and it wasn't, the condition for living was bad. And then someone mentioned coming to Bath. So he came to Bath, but he could still travel back to Chippenham to work. And that's, that's how he came to Bath. But that also helped him to reach out to other people in the, you know, that he knew that were living in other parts of the UK. And they came to stay with, with Hallam and somehow then lived with Hallam um, in this basement room. They said there were six of them that was in that basement for a while until he got married. He, he was at the YMCA for a while. He met Mr. Parson. And and that's how this you know he found the steel the steel drum made the steel pan and Mr Mr Parson loved this story that you know he'd come here and how he got to Bath and also to see him playing the pan and encouraged him with that so during that time he he told him that he was going to send for his girlfriend Ursuline so when Ursuline came Mr Parson you know, planned the wedding for him. He said he did nothing. All he had to do was to turn up. And even when you see the pictures, you think, how could you have turned up? You know, you would have to have planned this in, with the suits, the way they were dressed. So anyway, um, Ursuline comes up. Um, she knew no one. So again, it was that time you saw someone on the street and said, you know, hello. And before you knew it, she'd made a friend. Somebody could come and help her to get dressed, do her hair. And they turned up at um, the church on the, the morning. And she didn't live far from the church. But the landlord, who was very unkind to them, decided that he would drive her to the church on the morning and even to take photographs. And she just couldn't understand how he would do that because um, the story was where they were living. They were never allowed to come in through the front door. They had to go through the basement. But on this day, she was allowed to come through the front door, get in his car, and he just drove her. I'm sure you would know from Russell Street to Christ Church is probably a walk. But <laughs> he drove her to the church and they got in. And I think... They said people from Bath lined the street that they wanted to see um, this black couple getting married. And when they came out, they were surprised that all these people were then throwing confetti on them, you know. And of course, they wasn't used to confetti and didn't know what it was that they were doing to them. But yes, they had a wonderful story for their um, their marriage, and and you know, sixty plus years later, you know, to still talk it with that nice warmness. So Hallam was nominated for this podcast by Fairfield House. Why did you want more people to know about him? And why did you want to pay public respect to Hallam? So Pauline first, and then Sean, okay. if you can go after it. Yeah, when I first heard of this, and uh, Hallam was my first choice, but I did put it out to others in my group to say, look, you know, um, why would it be Hallam? And for me, the opportunity to record Hallam, 
you know, his story. And he and he was one of the first black person living in Bath. And when he tell his story, when he came here, there was probably one or two if he'd seen them. But they, they were happy when he tells the story. It was happy, <laughs> you know, although I don't, we've heard stories along the way of how people were received in Bath or received in this country. But he, he just felt that he was blessed and he was lucky to be able to come here to, to be able to find somewhere to live, to be able to send for his wife. And they were the first black couple to be married in Bath. So, you know, we have that in 1956. Hallam, you know, is that person that has uh, just just come over adversity, had taken whatever was thrown at him, but didn't use it and say, well, I can't do or I won't do. He just made the best of it. And he made it for so many people that that even when you speak with him, he, he doesn't see that he's done anything, but he's just done so much for our community. And we're proud of him. And I, and he's a member of Bemske. And when he's here, you know, I will talk a bit more about him because of his love for dominoes and his presence in the house, you know, as Hallam, I think. Okay, Sean, why why Hallam? Why Hallam for this nomination? A portrait of Hallam. Why? Yeah, I mean, I was so pleased when I heard that Pauline nominated Hallam because he is the he is a pioneer. You know, we talk about our parents' kind of generation, the first generation that came over from the West Indies, and um, you know, we we see their achievements with Hallam. He's such a humble individual, but he has achieved so much. As Pauline said, the Rainbow Steel Band, which we're talk a bit more about in a moment, you know, the longest running steel band in the country. Um, he is also one of the, the pioneers, the founders of the Bath West Indian Cricket Club. You know, her, his, his, his wife, Ursuline, as well, I remember her doing the partner system, you know, the money partner system in the community back in the day. And um, he is just a pioneer, but just a really humble individual. And as Pauline said, he wouldn't see himself as any big deal, but he really is. He really is a big deal. And so many things in Bath have happened because of his inspiration. Yeah. Even looking back, he was his, it was his 90th birthday last year. And he, he, he was so surprised to see so many people there. And yet there could have been more. And we could have used the Abbey. <laughs> we could have used the, you know, the biggest space in Bath to hold such a thing. But it was in a humble space. And he was just like, oh, these people, you know, how are they here? And, and it's through all the things that he has done. So we haven't recognised him. So this is, for me, the recognition um, for him. It's exactly what Respect You is about. So you've both mentioned the Rainbow, Rainbow Steel Band. Can you tell me a little bit about where it sits in the significance of steel bands? Because I think of steel bands, I think of Carnival. I grew up in London, so I think of Notting Hill Carnival. But I'm aware that there were steel bands all around the country. So what is the significance of Rainbow Steel Band? So the Rainbow Steel Band is known widely in Monk circles as the longest running steel band in the country. But I'll kind of take you back a little bit of the history, really. So when Hallam first came to Bath in 1955, he was then followed by other friends from Barbados, such as Orman Clark, Lionel Chase, a gentleman called Casser, Clyde Chase, and also Luton Skinner. They came to visit Hallam in Bath, and a lot of them didn't plan to stay, particularly people like Orman, who I've known living in Bath all his life. He, he planned to just visit 
Hallam for a weekend and then go back to London. But he ended up moving here. And they were the beginning of what we now know as the, the Rainbow Steel Band. And they all played Pan together in Barbados. And back then, that they were known as the Barbados All-Stars. And they formed in Bath YMCA in 1956. And they used to practice in Hallam's house, which was in Burlington Street, 15 Burlington Street in the basement. But what started to happen is their children and the children of the other members were also seeing what they were doing and they wanted a piece of the action as well. So when the Barbados All Stars were practicing, when they left the pan, then the younger ones came up, people like Tucson Fields, Roger Fields, um, you know, Jeffrey Eiffel and the, the children of Hallam, they started to get in on the action as well. And they formed their own band, which was called the Rainbow Steel Band. And eventually they merged. As, as the elder ones, some of them went back to Barbados and other ones stayed here. They all amalgamated and Rainbow Steel Band was kind of formed in 1957. So that's the, that was the kind of the, the how what we now know as the Rainbow Steel Band came about. And that they've been going ever since. And for the city of Bath to have the longest running steel band in the country, do you know what I mean? I just find that just very beautiful, really. And I think Bath has a lot of hidden history, which would a lot of the rest of the country could would just be fascinated by. Wow. Um, Pauline, do you want to tell us when you first heard the steel band? Yes, it would have been probably even as a child because we always had, you know, the events in, in, in Bath, whether it was a party, you know, Rainbow would play. But I think it was probably more in my late, in my 20s, when you're allowed to go out by yourself now. <laughs> you know, your parents weren't there. You would go, you know, you couldn't dance or do the, do the dance you would want to do. But it, yeah, it, it probably in my 20s, you know, you start to follow Rainbow. If they were going somewhere and they were out of town, you would be going too. But it was more the festivals that we had in Bath, you know, and the celebrations that we had in Bath. And um, and I've just loved just loved listening to to the steel band. So till now, I I I manage events, so they're always top of my list for the church services, for even playing here at Fairfield House in our garden space. It's a birthday, you know, funerals, whatever. Rainbow is the band that you're calling, and they have certain tunes that they play that are you know your favorite. So. And it's a joy, a joy, because, you know, we have Hallam playing here. He has his own, he brings his one pan and he would play here. And, you know, whether you have, you're in a wheelchair, you've got a, a disability, you hear that music, your shoulder is moving, your foot is tapping, and sometimes your stick goes over to one side and you forget about any pains that you have. So that is our rainbow. When I hear it, when I speak of it, I just speak of it with that warm that joy and just being proud to even be a part of that 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 uh, family of, of the steel pan fantastic now both of you have touched on on something um that i just want to ask a quick question about and sean you mentioned that there's a bit of a hidden history in bath of people maybe not expecting there to be such a vibrant caribbean community i know it's not just caribbean people but if you could tell us a little bit about what it is like being in Bath and why people who came from London and thought they were going back to London 
chose to stay in Bath because we associate these communities with the big cities, you know, the Manchesters, the Londons, the Bristols, the Birminghams. We don't think of Bath. <laughs> as, so, so what is it like growing up in Bath, being in Bath, being part of your community in Bath? Um, I mean, yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, there's a myriad of ways of answering it. I remember growing up saying to my parents, why didn't you stay in London? But actually, I'm really pleased that they didn't and they stayed about. I mean, you know, I was the only black child in my class, one of four in my year, one of which was my cousin, you know. So it's very, it is a very white space with a very kind of marginal black community, if you like. But the black community themselves are very tight. And they're not consigned to just one geographic area. You know, we, we live in different spaces in the city, but we are a very tight-knit community. And I, I guess for survival, we had to be. You know, there were certain places that we would go, if you like. Snow Hill was known as the area where quite a few of the black community lived, or we had the Long Acre pub, which was a safe space. So it is looking for those safe spaces. But I remember my childhood, you know, even though my... I guess friendship network was white at school, but it was also black back at home. You know, I'd very tight with my cousins, always in and out of friends and family's house, such as Hallam, over weekends, coming up to London to visit family. So I just respect my parents for keeping that connection with their friends. Coming to Pauline, what is it like living in Bath now? Living in Bath now, um, I think the foundation that was set from when um, our parents came here, my mum, for instance, you know, she's, she has dementia. And one name she will always remember is Norma, which is Sean's mum, because of the friendship that they had growing up. And we grew with that as as said, we knew each family, we knew where they were, we knew to go to their houses, we were welcome. So everyone was Mr. and Mrs. or auntie and uncle. So you didn't have to be from the same island, you have to be the same blood, you just know that you were family. And that is what has kept us at this age anyway. As I said, with the youngsters, you're trying to bring them back in. But for us, because we knew each other, we knew where to, where to get our support because sometimes we were on our own. Sometimes things did happen in our lives that made it difficult. People have left and come back. And, and it's also good to, to have that connection because then you know that, especially Fairfield House right now, this is the place to come because this is where you will reunite and reconnect as well and those people that you know are here but we are here you know showing myself we're now reaching up to that elder status so we have a, a foundation um, to continue to pass down to others but it's a beautiful place and of course we're living in a history place as well and we are history so we we want to make our history known within Bath as well. That's so beautiful. I mean, you're talking here about cultural continuity across the generations through the steel band, but also through the relationships that yeah. you have kept going, even if you leave, people coming back. It's it's basically the essence of community. So I just want to ask one last thing, and that is about what does it feel like when you hear the steel band? How, how does it feel? Um, it feels like my childhood. It feels like nostalgia. It feels like pride. I mean, I, my, one of my regrets is never learning. And I had the opportunity, you know, when I was a teenager, my mum and dad used to say, why don't you go down and, and practice? And, you know, Hallam would say it to me, Tucson would say it to me, the other members. And, and I do regret not doing it. My nephew, Jacob, now 
is in the steel band and he's he, he's one of the members of the younger generation and yeah i'm just really proud of him you know i mean the, the, the thing about the steel band is that i really want to mention as you just said is the generational thing so hallam's children you know some of them they're in the band allman who was one of the founding members his children are in the band richard sobers who's my cousin his nephew Daniel was in the band, you know. So it really is a generational deep thing. And also, I, other members of the band, like Roger, Leroy, Melvin, they teach in schools. So now there's a whole range of schools in Bath, Bristol, in Plymouth, which is where Leroy now lives. You know, there's a new generation in schools that are inspired and being taught by Rainbow Still Band. Not in Hill Carnival, when they have the panorama. One of the big bands that win that often are called Real Steel. They're from Plymouth. That's led by Leroy Clark, who's Tucson's son. Leroy used to be in the Rainbow Steel Band before he moved to Plymouth. You know, so even though Rainbow themselves, they are long established, but they're a jobbing band, their influence on steel band culture goes across the country and it is international, actually. It absolutely is. It, it absolutely is. And Pauline, you were talking about the celebration and it's interesting because the sound of the pan has definitely gone beyond our cultural communities yeah. because I think one of those things and you think of and you think, oh yeah, celebration. Yeah, let's bring in a steel pan band because it has that sound that is really uplifting. Now, I said it was the last question, but I lied. So we want to know a little <laughs> bit more about Hallam. Can you tell us a little bit about what he's like, his character? Pauline, do you want to start? Yes, he's a very short man in stature, but big in personality. He's got this beautiful smile, very quietly spoken. And um, he has a love of dominoes. And dominoes is when you will see the real Hallam because um, you've got to know your domino to play with him. You know, you can't put on the wrong <laughs> the wrong card. And if anybody knows domino, you have to be a reader. So he loves domino. When he's playing domino, you, you just know by the action, the noise that goes with that. But he's also, he loves his garden. I was there a few weeks ago and he had grown some beautiful onions, spring onions. I came away with lots of things. He's a great cook. You cannot go to Hallam and not eat. Now, you can't go to any um, Caribbean house and just walk away. You have to have something to eat. So he, he cooks. Well, he, not that he's expecting you, but there will always be something there. And most of all, is pan playing. You know, he has a pan in his front room now, and every day he plays that pan. So his character for me is someone who just takes life. That might seem easy, but he's got, he's put a lot into it. So now um, when I see him and know his story, it's his time. It's his time just to be Hallam and to enjoy the fruit of all his labour. Sean? I know Hallam, he's, he's just always laughing. He seems to just have a permanent laugh and talking through his laughter. And even his face, he's got quite, he's very slight, as Pauline said, it's, but his cheeks are quite pronounced. And when he, when he smiles, his cheeks are there. And it's just such a feature on his face. Um, yeah, you know, his, his, his accent's quite deep. If, you do, oh, if you're yeah. not that okay with Bajan, he's got a very deep Bajan accent. And sometimes I have to, sort of listen twice to what he's saying. He, he actually talks very fast as well. So when you're laughing, you're talking very fast with a very strong Caribbean accent that he still has. Do you know what I mean? He's just 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 a really lively character. 
But I remember back in uh, 2007, 2008, I made a documentary about the Rainbow Steel Band. That was their 50th anniversary at the time. So I was interviewing him, photographing him. And, you know, I was in a different space with him than I usually am. And interviewing him about his steel band, his history, how he plays, all of a sudden you just saw this focus, this kind of more seriousness about what he does and is explaining how he, you know, plays the notes on, on his pan, the, the tenor pan. And you just you just realise, wow, do you know what I mean? Not only is he Hallam, this guy is a musician and he's a, he's a master musician that knows his craft, he knows what he does. And he takes it incredibly seriously, but he won't. Sh- but he doesn't walk around like he's anyone important. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's just like one of the guys. But he's just incredible talent. I just want to share with you. He has a motto which he shared with us, and I just, I just think it's just so nice to end this. It's, he says, "Happiness is my motto, and I try very hard to allow nothing to make me unhappy. But life, it is very hard to control." Hallam Ifill was nominated by the staff and trustees of Fairfield House. Fairfield House was the home of Haile Selassie I, Emperor of Ethiopia, during the five years he spent in exile in Bath. In gratitude for their hospitality, he donated the building to the city in 1958 as a residence for the elderly. Respect You is presented by me, Salmon Sesha, and is produced by Stella Sabin for the Museum of Colour. You can find out more at www.museumofcolour.org.uk. Further episodes of this series are available across all podcast platforms. Respect Due is supported by the National Lottery Heritage Fund and the Paul Hamlin Foundation. The introduction music was from Soweto Kinch's prize-winning album, Conversations with the Unseen. But for now, we will let the wonderful Rainbow Steel Band play us out. Thank you for listening.